Section 1 of Thrilling Adventures by Land and Sea by James O. Brayman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 1. Incident at Resaca de la Palma. Sergeant Milton gives the following account of an incident which befell him at the Battle of Resaca de la Palma. At Palo Alto, said he, I took my rank in the troops as second sergeant, and while upon the field my horse was wounded in the jaw by a grape-shot, which disabled him for service. While he was plunging in agony, I dismounted, and the quick eye of Captain May observed me as I alighted from my horse. He inquired if I was hurt. I answered no, that my horse was the sufferer i am glad it is not yourself replied he there is another he pointed at the same time to a steed without a rider which was standing with dilated eye gazing at the strife mount him i approached the horse and he stood still until i put my hand upon the rein and patted his neck when he rubbed his head alongside of me as if pleased that some human being was about to become his companion in the affray on the second day at Resaca de la Palma, our troop stood anxiously waiting for the signal to be given, and never had I looked upon men on whose countenances were more clearly expressed a fixed determination to win. The lips of some were pale with excitement, and their eyes wore that fixed expression which betokens mischief others with shut teeth would quietly laugh and catch a tighter grip of the rein or seat themselves with care and firmness in the saddle while quiet words of confidence and encouragement were passed from each to his neighbor all at once captain may rode to the front of his troop every rein and sabre was tightly grasped raising himself and pointing at the battery he shouted men follow there was now a clattering of hoofs and a rattling of sabre sheaths the fire of the enemy's guns was partly drawn by lieutenant ridgely and the next moment we were sweeping like the wind up the ravine i was in a squad of about nine men who were separated by a shower of grape from the battery and we were in advance may leading he turned his horse opposite the breastwork in front of the guns and with another shout to follow leaped over them several of the horses did follow but mine being new and not well trained refused two others balked and their riders started down the ravine to turn the breastwork where the rest of the troop had entered i made another attempt to clear the guns with my horse turning him around feeling all the time secure at thinking the guns discharged i put his head toward them and gave him spur but he again balked so turning his head down the ravine i too started to ride round the breastwork as i came down a lancer dashed at me with lance in rest with my sabre i parried his thrust only receiving a slight flesh wound from its point in the arm which felt at the time like the prick of a pin the lancer turned and fled at that moment a ball passed through my horse on the left side and shattered my right side the shot killed the horse instantly and he fell upon my left leg fastening me by his weight to the earth there i lay right in the midst of the action where carnage was riding riot and every moment the shot from our own and the mexican guns tearing up the earth around me 
i tried to raise my horse so as to extricate my leg but i had already grown so weak with my wound that i was unable and from the mere attempt i fell back exhausted to add to my horror a horse who was careering about riderless within a few yards of me received a wound and he commenced struggling and rearing with pain two or three times he came near falling on me but at length with a scream of agony and a bound he fell dead his body touching my own fallen steed what i had been in momentary dread of now occurred my wounded limb which was lying across the horse received another ball in the ankle i now felt disposed to give up and exhausted through pain and excitement a film gathered over my eyes which i thought was the precursor of dissolution from this hopeless state i was aroused by a wounded mexican calling out to me bueno americano and turning my eyes toward the spot i saw that he was holding a certificate and calling to me the tide of action now rolled away from me and hope again sprung up the mexican uniforms began to disappear from the chaparral and squadrons of our troops passed in sight apparently in pursuit while i was thus nursing the prospect of escape i beheld not far from me a villainous-looking ranchero armed with an american sergeant's short sword dispatching a wounded american soldier whose body he robbed the next he came to was a mexican whom he served the same way and thus i looked on while he murderously slew four i drew an undischarged pistol from my holsters and laying myself along my horse's neck watched him expecting to be the next victim but something frightened him from his vulture-like business and he fled in another direction i need not say that had he visited me i should have taken one more shot at the enemy and would have died content had i succeeded in making such an assassin bite the dust two hours later i had the pleasure of shaking some of my comrades by the hand who were picking up the wounded they lifted my mexican friend too and i am pleased to say he as well as myself lived to fight over again the sanguine fray of resaca de la palma true heroism while the plague raged violently at marseilles every link of affection was broken the father turned from the child the child from the father cowardice and ingratitude no longer excited indignation misery was at its height when it thus destroys every generous feeling thus dissolves every tie of humanity the city became a desert grass grew in the streets a funeral met you at every step the physicians assembled in a body at the hotel de ville to hold a consultation on the fearful disease for which no remedy had yet been discovered after a long deliberation they decided unanimously that the malady had a peculiar and mysterious character which opening a corpse alone might develop an operation it was impossible to attempt since the operator must infallibly become a victim in a few hours beyond the power of human art to save him as the violence of the attack would preclude their administering the customary remedies a dead pause succeeded this fatal declaration suddenly a surgeon named gaillon in the prime of life and of great celebrity in his profession rose and said firmly be it so 
i devote myself for the safety of my country before this numerous assembly i swear in the name of humanity and religion that to-morrow at the break of day i will dissect a corpse and write down as i proceed what i observe he left the assembly instantly they admired him lamented his fate and doubted whether he would persist in his design the intrepid guyon animated by all the sublime energy which patriotism can inspire acted up to his word he had never married he was rich and he immediately made a will he confessed and in the middle of the night received the sacraments a man had died of the plague in his house within four and twenty hours guyon at daybreak shut himself up in the same room he took with him an inkstand paper and a little crucifix full of enthusiasm and kneeling before the corpse he wrote mouldering remains of an immortal soul not only can i gaze on thee without horror but even with joy and gratitude thou wilt open to me the gates of a glorious eternity in discovering to me the secret cause of the terrible disease which destroys my native city thou wilt enable me to point out some salutary remedy thou wilt render my sacrifice useful o god thou wilt bless the action thou hast thyself inspired he began he finished the dreadful operation and recorded in detail his surgical observations he left the room threw the papers into a vase of vinegar and afterward sought the lazaretto where he died in twelve hours a death ten thousand times more glorious than the warriors who to save his country rushes on the enemy's ranks since he advances with hope at least sustained admired and seconded by a whole army a thrilling incident an incident occurred at the key biscayne lighthouse during the florida war which is perhaps worth recording the lighthouse was kept by a man named thompson his only companion was an old negro man they both lived in a small hut near the lighthouse one evening about dark they discovered a party of some fifteen or twenty indians creeping upon them upon which they immediately retreated into the lighthouse carrying with them a keg of gunpowder with the guns and ammunition from the windows of the lighthouse thompson fired upon them several times but the moment he would show himself at the window the glasses would be instantly riddled by the rifle balls and he had no alternative but to lie close the indians meanwhile getting out of patience at not being able to force the door which thompson had secured collected piles of wood which being placed against the door and set fire to in process of time not only burnt through the door but also set fire to the staircase conducting to the lantern into which thompson and the negro were compelled to retreat from this too they were finally driven by the encroaching flames and were forced outside on the parapet wall which was not more than three feet wide the flames now began to ascend as from a chimney some fifteen or twenty feet above the lighthouse these men had to lie in this situation some seventy feet above the ground with a blazing furnace roasting them on one side and the indians on the other embracing every occasion as soon as any part of the body was exposed to pop at them the negro incautiously exposing himself was killed while thompson received several balls in his feet which he had projected beyond the wall 
nearly roasted to death and in a fit of desperation thompson seized the keg of gunpowder which he had still preserved from the hands of the enemy threw it into the blazing lighthouse hoping to end his own sufferings and destroy the savages in a few moments it exploded but the walls were too strong to be shaken and the explosion took place out of the lighthouse as though it had been fired from a gun the effect of the concussion was to throw down the blazing materials level with the ground so as to produce a subsidence of the flames and then thompson was permitted to remain exempt from their influence before the day the indians were off and thompson being left alone was compelled to throw off the body of the negro while strength was left him and before it putrefied the explosion was heard on board a revenue cutter at some distance which immediately proceeded to the spot to ascertain what had occurred when they found the lighthouse burnt and the keeper above on top of it various expedients were resorted to to get him down and finally a kite was made and raised with strong twine and so manoeuvred as to bring the line within his reach to which a rope of good size was next attached and hauled up by thompson finally a block which being fastened to the lighthouse and having a rope to it enabled the crew to haul up a couple of men by whose aid thompson was safely landed on terra firma the indians had attempted to reach him by means of the lightning rod to which they had attached thongs of buckskin but could not succeed in getting more than halfway up an incident in the war of mexican independence the following thrilling narrative is from a translation in sharp's magazine a captain in the mexican insurgent army is giving an account of a meditated night attack upon a hacienda situated in the corderias and occupied by a large force of spanish soldiers after a variety of details he continues having arrived at the hacienda unperceived thanks for the obscurity of a moonless night we came to a halt under some large trees at some distance from the building and i rode forward from my troop in order to reconnoitre the place the hacienda so far as i could see in gliding across formed a huge massive parallelogram strengthened by enormous buttresses of hewn stone along this chasm the walls of the hacienda almost formed the continuation of another perpendicular one chiselled by nature herself in the rocks to the bottom of which the eye could not penetrate for the mists which incessantly boiled up from below did not allow it to measure their awful depth this place was known in the country by the name of the voladero i had explored all sides of the building except this when i know not what scruple of military honor incited me to continue my ride along the ravine which protected the rear of the hacienda between the walls and the precipice there was a narrow pathway about six feet wide by day the passage would have been dangerous but by night it was a perilous enterprise the walls of the farm took an extensive sweep the path crept round their entire basement and to follow it to the end in the darkness only two paces from the edge of a perpendicular chasm was no very easy task even for as practised a horseman as myself nevertheless i did not hesitate but boldly urged my horse between the walls of the farmhouse and the abyss of the voladero i had got over half the distance without accident 
when all of a sudden my horse neighed aloud this neigh made me shudder i had just reached a pass where the ground was but just wide enough for the four legs of a horse and it was impossible to retrace my steps hello i exclaimed aloud at the risk of betraying myself which was even less dangerous than encountering a horseman in front of me on such a road this is a christian passing along the ravine keep back it was too late at that moment a man on horseback passed round one of the buttresses which here and there obstructed this accursed pathway he advanced toward me i trembled in my saddle my forehead bathed in a cold sweat for the love of god can you not return i exclaimed terrified at the fearful situation in which we both were placed impossible replied the horseman i recommend my soul to god to turn our horses round for want of room to back them along the path we had traversed or even to dismount from them these were three impossibilities which placed us both in presence of a fearful doom between two horsemen so placed upon this fearful path had they been father and son one of them must inevitably have become the prey of the abyss but a few seconds had passed and we were already face to face the unknown and myself our horses were head to head and their nostrils dilated with terror mingled together their fiery breathing both of us halted in a dead silence above was the smooth and lofty wall of the hacienda on the other side but three feet distance from the wall opened the horrible gulf was it an enemy i had before my eyes the love of my country which boiled at that period in my young bosom led me to hope it was are you for mexico and the insurgents i exclaimed in a moment of excitement ready to spring upon the unknown horseman if he answered me in the negative mexico e insurgente that is my password replied the cavalier i am the colonel garduno i am the captain castanos our acquaintance was of long standing and but for mutual agitation we should have had no need to exchange our names the colonel had left us two days since at the head of the detachment which we supposed to be either prisoners or cut off for he had not been seen to return to the camp well colonel i exclaimed i am sorry you are not a spaniard for you perceive that one of us must yield the pathway to the other our horses had the bridle on their necks and i put my hands to the holsters of my saddle to draw out my pistols oh i see it so plainly returned the colonel with alarming coolness that i should already have blown out the brains of your horse but for the fear lest mine in a moment of terror should precipitate me with yourself to the bottom of the abyss i remarked in fact that the colonel already held his pistols in his hands we both maintained almost profound silence our horses felt the danger like ourselves and remained as immovable as if their feet were nailed to the ground my excitement had entirely subsided what are we going to do i demanded of the colonel draw lots which of the two shall leap into the ravine it was in truth the sole means of resolving the difficulty there are nevertheless some precautions to take said the colonel he who shall be condemned by the lot shall retire backward it will be but a feeble chance of escape for him i admit but in short there is a chance and especially one in favour of the winner 
you cling not to life then i cried out terrified at the sang-froid with which this proposition was put to me i cling to life more than yourself sharply replied the colonel for i have a mortal outrage to avenge but the time is fast slipping away are you ready to proceed to draw the last lottery of which one of us will ever exist how were we to proceed to this drawing by lot by means of the wet finger like infants or by head and tail like the schoolboys both ways were impractical our hands imprudently stretched out over the heads of our frightened horses might cause them to give a fatal start should we toss up a piece of coin the night was too dark to enable us to distinguish which side fell upward the colonel bethought him of an expedient of which i never should have dreamed listen to me captain said the colonel to whom i had communicated my perplexities i have another way the terror which our horses feel makes them draw every moment a burning breath the first of us two whose horse shall neigh wins i exclaimed hastily not so shall be the loser i know that you are a countryman and as such you can do whatever you please with your horse as to myself who but last year wore a gown of a theological student i fear your equestrian prowess you may be able to make your horse neigh to hinder him from doing so is a very different matter we waited in deep and anxious silence until the voice of one of our horses should break forth the silence lasted for a minute for an age it was my horse who neighed the first the colonel gave no external manifestation of his joy but no doubt he thanked god to the very bottom of his heart you will allow me a minute to make my peace with heaven i said with falling voice will five minutes be sufficient it will i replied the colonel pulled out his watch i addressed toward the heavens brilliant with stars which i thought i was looking to for the last time an intense and burning prayer it is time said the colonel i answered nothing and with a firm hand gathered up the bridle of my horse and drew it within my fingers which were agitated by a nervous tremor yet one moment more i said to the colonel for i have need of all my coolness to carry into execution the fearful manoeuvre which i am about to commence granted replied garduno my education as i have told you had been in the country my childhood and part of my earliest youth had almost been passed on horseback i may say without flattering myself that if there was any one in the world capable of executing this equestrian feat it was myself i rallied myself with an almost supernatural effort and succeeded in recovering my entire self-possession in the very face of death taking it at the worst i had already braved it too often to be any longer alarmed at it from that instant i dared to hope afresh as soon as my horse felt for the first time since my encounter with the colonel the bit compressing his mouth i perceived that he trembled beneath me i strengthened myself firmly on my stirrups to make the terrified animal understand that his master no longer trembled i held him up with bridle and the hams as every good horseman does in a dangerous passage and with the bridle the body and the spur together succeeded in backing him a few paces 
his head was already a greater distance from that of the horse of the colonel who encouraged me all he could with his voice this done i let the poor trembling brute who obeyed me in spite of his terror repose for a few moments and then recommenced the same manoeuvre all on a sudden i felt his hind legs give way under me a horrible shudder ran through my whole frame i closed my eyes as if about to roll to the bottom of the abyss and i gave to my body a violent impulse on the side next to the hacienda the surface of which offered not a single projection not a tuft of weeds to check my descent this sudden movement joined to the desperate struggles of my horse was the salvation of my life he had sprung up again on his legs which seemed ready to fall from under him so desperately did i feel them tremble i had succeeded in reaching between the brink of the precipice and the wall of the building a spot some few inches broader a few more would have enabled me to turn him round but to attempt it here would have been fatal and i dared not venture i sought to resume my backward progress step by step twice the horse threw himself on his hind legs and fell down upon the same spot it was in vain to urge him anew either with voice bridle or spur the animal obstinately refused to take a single step in the rear nevertheless i did not feel my courage yet exhausted for i had no desire to die one last solitary chance of safety suddenly appeared to me like a flash of light and i resolved to employ it through the fastening of my boot and in reach of my hand was placed a sharp and keen knife which i drew forth from its sheath with my left hand i began caressing the mane of my horse all the while letting him hear my voice the poor animal replied to my caresses by a plaintive neighing then not to alarm him abruptly my hand followed by little and little the curve of his nervous neck and finally rested upon the spot where the last of the vertebra unites itself with the cranium the horse trembled but i calmed him with my voice when i felt his very life so to speak palpitate in his brain beneath my fingers and leaned over toward the wall my feet gently slid from the stirrups and with one vigorous blow i buried the pointed blade of my knife in the seat of the vital principle the animal fell as if thunderstruck without a single motion and for myself with my knees almost as high as my chin i found myself a horseback across a corpse i was saved i uttered a triumphant cry which was responded to by the colonel and which the abyss re-echoed with a hollow sound as if it felt that its prey had escaped from it i quitted the saddle sat down between the wall and the body of my horse and vigorously pushed with my feet against the carcass of the wretched animal which rolled down into the abyss i then arose and cleared in a few bounds the distance which separated the place where i was from the plain and under the irresistible reaction of the terror which i had long repressed i sank into a swoon upon the ground when i reopened my eyes the colonel was by my side end of section one